O grace to you and peace from our God and Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Well, dear friends, in Christ, it might seem like kind of a, a peculiar sermon today, perhaps, but yes, we, we've come to, you know, kind of a, a peculiar situation where we, we lost our dearly departed organist, Dorothy Koopman, who had played here for so many years, who that we appreciated so very much, and, and it, it was difficult. Um, it, it was difficult that the, the funeral what was down in Little Falls. It was maybe at a, a, a time when many of you couldn't uh, attend. Um, and we still are kind of left with that loss, aren't we? Because Dorothy and, and Lester, they were such a, a part of our uh, congregation. And, and although officially, you know, they, they weren't uh, official members, but yet we felt like they were a part of our family. I, I know that, that I did. And it seems like maybe I'm going to do a funeral sermon today. This is maybe not what you came for. And it, it, it may, maybe not what you want right at this exact moment. You want something happy and, and, and yippy-skippy to kind of, you know, go through the week. But I know that we're, we're feeling that loss today. A, a part of our history. You know, one of, you know, the essential, you know, pillars of our congregation, again, you know, not official members. And so, you know, maybe that makes a, a difference to the people out there somehow. But yet I think in our hearts, right, Dorothy and, and Lester, right, they, they were a part of us, weren't they? You know, we appreciate people like that so very much. Dorothy was a, a, a wonderful member, you know, first of all, in the sense that she was always here, wasn't she? As I try to go back through my memories and I, I try to, you know, think back at that time when, when she played, I can barely recall a time that we had a substitute. No, I, I think in the, the five or six years, you know, that, that I was here when she played for us, you know, if, if there's maybe once or twice. You know, it, it, it seemed almost absurd that we would expect her to play for Lester's funeral, but yet for the funeral of her own husband, that's one of the rare occasions that I remember someone else stepping in for that service. I mean, she was faithfully here. And certainly at, at, at the end of, of her life, right, one of the reasons that she had to go into the, the home, you know, was some of the, the memory issues. And yet it was phenomenal that Sunday after Sunday, Brad could still bring her to service and she could sit at the organ and play the wonderful hymns that she had always played. 
Now what a, a blessing that was. Now, every once in a while, I'm kind of surprised that I can go and visit with an individual that's having some memory issues, and they'll still be able to say the Lord's Prayer from memory. You know, sitting with a person, the conversation might be difficult, but, you know, somehow it seems that when you go into the Lord's Prayer, that's become such a part of them, you know, that they can still say the words. But Dorothy could still play a couple hundred hymns. It just was you know, phenomenal that she was able to continue to be with us. And again, we want to make a special thank you to Brad Jensen because you know he was able to, to pick her up and bring her to services. I, I, I think that was you know, for at least a year and, and maybe it was even longer than that. Um, you know, that the Brad was able to provide that service so that we could have Dorothy here with us. That she could play the wonderful music that she played. She was dedicated. And she loved what she did. And, and we could feel that contribution. Right, you know, we're, we're supposed to use the gifts that were given, aren't we? And Dorothy was able to do that for all of us. What a blessing that is! But of course, we know that as wonderful as, as Dorothy was, as wonderful as her gift was, that she was able to share with us. That all came from Christ, didn't it? Yeah, maybe sometimes you know people outside the the Missouri said that they don't like us that much on certain days because we always want to point back to Christ. You know, if people have any kind of pride in their heart, or there's you know some kind of pride in their life, you know, they kind of want to stand there and smile and, and get the pat on the back, and then you start pointing to Christ, and, and they say, "Oh no, it, it, it's not going toward me anymore." I, I I don't I don't like that. Why can't you just talk about how good people are and and how much you appreciate them? Why do you always have to point to that other guy? Well, it's because that other guy makes it possible, isn't it? It's because that other guy is the one that brings you the gifts. And it's that other guy that, you know, makes it possible for you to use the things that he's given. And so, of course, today, you know, we want to talk about Dorothy's Jesus. Because it was, in fact, Jesus Christ who gave her the ability to play for us. And it was Jesus Christ himself who sent his Holy Spirit that you know, gave us that glimpse in Dorothy's life of the power of God. You see, that power of God is what perhaps we appreciated the most, wasn't it? 
Because as all of us do, you know, Dorothy went through difficult times. The loss of her lifelong husband. Right, Dorothy and Lester, they're they're very close, very supportive of one another. Um, For her husband, you know, to, to be gone, for her to then begin to have to make all of those decisions, you know, those transitions, um, to you know, have to you know, sell the home and and be able to, to divide up the stuff and you know make the decision to to move uh, to an assisted care facility, all of, of those things you know coming down upon a person they they often destroy people. Right? We have friends and, and neighbors that you know that that happens and 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 that's maybe that's about it. Yeah, you go to see that person and they're completely changed. Right? They they don't can't smile anymore. They 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 can't maintain focus anymore. You can hardly have a conversation uh, with that that person anymore. But Dorothy, you know, with that light of Christ, with the Lord holding and carrying her through that difficult transition, you know, continued to be the Dorothy that we knew. As she continued to have that, that light about her, that, that light that comes from knowing Jesus. She continued to, to be able to you know, share her gift of music with us. She was able to continue to show the joy of Christ. Even though her, her husband was gone, even though her home was gone even though all she still had was her little dog she still showed that care and that compassion and that love and dear friends that comes from knowing Jesus you see when you're able to get up every day and you're able to put on the new person when you're, you're able to, to kind of, you know, quench the desires of that old sinful nature, then it doesn't matter if you live in, in a grand mansion or if you're in a tiny little prison cell. The joy of Christ still remains in your heart. And so even if you're, you're with the, the spouse that, that you love and you're in a wonderful home that you created together and, and things are going well, you know, how easy it is to be able to you know, say, look at them. God just pours down blessings on them. Everything in their life is perfect. Of course they're happy. Of course they smile. Of course light you know, radiates from, from them. Nothing bad ever happens. But then your spouse is gone and your home is gone and, and, and you're living among strangers and it's maybe not exactly where you want to be even. And then people come to you and, and, and they look at you and they still see the light of Christ. What a blessing that is. What a wonder for the light of Christ to still show forth 
and the little prison cell. And in Dorothy's life, we also were able to see that same effect, weren't we? And you know what? When, when you're kind of different like that, that it's natural for people to begin to come to you and, and to say, you know what? What's the secret? Anyway, maybe they don't come right out and, and say it. You know, your, your life is terrible right now. How do you do it? But inside, you know, that's kind of what they're thinking. You know, you're going through hard times and, and you know, you're, you're losing some, some things that, that you depended on and, and you still have that light. What's the secret? And when we have that effect on others, then we can say, of course, it's Jesus. It's him. When I, I lost my spouse, it was Jesus that held me in his arms. And when I began to lose some of the things I built over my lifetime, it was Jesus who carried me along. And, you know, when some of the, the things, you know, stopped going my way, it was Jesus that I was able to lean on because he's my rock and, and he keeps me strong. And maybe when some parts of my health began to fail, it was Jesus who sustained me and, and kept me going. Right, the refrain always shall be, it's Jesus, right? You know, maybe we watch some videos or, or movies about, you know, different churches, different denominations, and, you know, they'll, they'll get the thing going where, you know, they're just saying the name of Jesus over and over again, and, and well, maybe you've even thought to yourself, I don't know if I want to go to a charismatic church. I don't know if on Sunday morning I, I, I just want to be standing there chanting the name of Jesus. But, you know, maybe that would be good for us once in a while anyway, right? Because it's that reminder. Jesus. Who do I need when I get up first thing in the morning? I need Jesus. And who do I need when I get in my car to drive to work? I need Jesus. And who do I need when I walk into the front door of that establishment? I need Jesus. Who do I need when my co-workers maybe make fun of me or mock me? I need Jesus. And who do I need when the boss is steaming with his breath down my neck? and he's putting pressure on me, I need Jesus, right? Who do I need in some of my difficult relationships? I need Jesus. You see, we need to put him on every single day. And we need to be able to go out into the world and under whatever circumstances, Whether 
I'm still with my spouse and I'm living in the home that we built together. And, you know, Dorothy's um, granddaughter was so wonderful at the harp and got the music scholarship to Gustavus Adolphus, you know. And, and we're, we're doing well and the grandkids are all awesome and everything is flowing and it's good. And well, and of course, people look at my life and they say, oh, you're blessed. Of course you can smile. And of course you can play music so wonderfully. And of course everything is awesome. That's when you're down, isn't it? When, when you've lost your spouse and you've lost your home and, and, and you're just in a, a little room and you know maybe people don't come to see you quite as often anymore and you have to depend a lot on other people and still you can walk in the building. Still, you can sit at the organ. And still you can use your gift. And still you can tell people about Jesus. And dear friends, that is what Dorothy did for us. And why we miss her so very much. Amen. Uh, may the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be in your hearts and minds now and always. Amen. <laughs>